This is Envision Self Healing Podcast, episode number 52. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. Now, if you haven't done already, head over to the EnvisionSelfHealing.com website and get your hands on a free ebook that gives you 10 top tips on how you can start improving your eyesight in today's modern world. So uh, this week, the topic is, is your food killing you? And in the question of the week, we answer a question from YouTube from a graphic artist who spends all day on the computer and is doing the convergence eye exercises and is wondering is wondering if this is making his vision worse, not better. So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I, as I said, I, I promised not to talk about my back and uh-huh. it, was, it was 95% better. Okay. Uh, on, and right after the podcast, the next day, I was, uh, and this is, believe me, this is still at least interesting. It's not just my back again. So I was, <laughs> on, it, it, I was on the floor thinking, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I'm almost back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the floor with tennis balls going after some tight muscles in the right, in my right cheek, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is like the, the last residual of my uh, back problem which I got from starting a spin class, which I did in order to improve blood circulation for my optic atrophy to mm-hmm. sort of backtrack from all of that. So I'm on this program of trying to increase my aerobic health as a way of treating my optic atrophy. So anyway, I'm on the floor with this tennis ball working, doing, feeling pretty good. And then um, uh, I... I started to visualize, I, so I, I have this project in my backyard, which is, again, 95% finished, my, my house in my yard. And I thought, wow, I can, I, I, I can now go and put in the rest of this, I have this rubber tile outside my office, and I can finally finish that project. And maybe if I go and get, so I needed one, I needed some, some weed fabric. I thought if I go get the weed fabric today, I can come home, I can put the tile in, and I'm starting to visualize this whole process of me finishing out the tile. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm doing this, I'm getting up off the floor, and uh, my back seizes up. Wow. And I, I swear it was the uh, visualization of, because we did this tile together last time, so mm-hmm. I, it was the visualization of picking up the tile and putting it in place is not easy on your back shall we say (laughs) so um i swear it was the mind body connection that got me (laughs) was like uh it 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 my back just maybe realized that well if i do this to him i won't have to do that i don't know maybe it's saving you from uh from from an evil uh more serious condition maybe got from actually lifting those tiles right so i got a duplicate strain on the other side of my body <laughs> so um but it's going away rather quickly this time within mm-hmm. a week i'm to the point where i was maybe three or four weeks into the other injury and it does remind me uh we hit this all the time with clients uh, you you reckon you know the the relapse essentially mm-hmm. when yeah. people push themselves too far it's it's a very common occurrence mm-hmm. um yeah and then the trick is to try and get back on board again right it's very discouraging for yeah. for clients we've seen uh they just think oh i've just spent and sometimes people have spent 
you know, six months to a year making progress. Mm -hmm. And they just do one thing that was just too much for them at that moment. And boom, they're, 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 they really step yeah. back. And it's always hard to look at. Yeah, and I think it's, it's good to... Uh, I always remember when I first started uh, training for half marathons. And um, I hadn't... I think I picked up a bit of an injury and I didn't train for, for a couple of months. And uh, one of the guys that I worked with who was actually a marathon runner and also uh, a triathlon, he does Ironmans, all that yeah. kind of uh, fun stuff. And... Um, he said, well, you know, you've still got that muscle memory there. You've still got that, that fitness. You've still worked mm. yourself to that point and that it doesn't necessarily completely go just because you take that bit of time off. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're still better off. For, it's not that you've completely reverted back to right. where you first started because you've still developed you've still uh, you know in your case you've still improved your blood flow right um you've still loosened up other surrounding muscles and indeed mm -hmm. that muscle um but certainly it's it can feel like we're exactly the same right yeah places where we started. well and actually n now that you say that during the five or six weeks i've been dealing with this i've still been going to the gym and lifting weights mm -hmm. in a in the proper posture with the with the uh my trainer watching me at all all times mm -hmm. to make sure I'm in proper alignment. So maybe that I was still building core strength yeah. through that period. So maybe that's why this is. A, I was trying to wonder. I was trying to figure out why this is a quicker uh, heal than the previous one. Hmm. Maybe that's it that I had actually developed more strength yeah, and better posture. So yeah. And also, what's kind of nice with that is it's really one particular thing. Um, mm. I think when it keeps when the injuries moving. keep moving from place to place to place yeah uh, at least you can sort of zero in uh, on your butt yeah <laughs> <laughs> and your back yeah um i hope people zero in on my butt but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying anything yeah, yeah, that comment. Yeah. so uh, so my week uh, went very well this week um i noticed over the last few days um some opening in the in the left hand side uh, okay. of my periphery which i was very uh very excited about and it's very difficult to try and explain this because i guess um somebody i'm, I'm familiar with this uh, might think that it's kind of like all of a sudden a window of of clear vision comes through like uh, say you've got a foggy window yeah and you sort of wipe your hand around it and all of a sudden you can see through it it's, yeah it's it's really not like that it's yeah. more um over the last uh, i guess month uh, those that have been following the podcast would now have been doing a lot of obstructing of the left eye. And uh, I reported then that I felt my left eye was a bit more awake. Right. Um, and that I had more of a sense there in that left eye. And then the last few days, um, from what you know, I, I feel is a combination of, uh, of the new yoga that I've uh, right. been taking up this last week, some more blood flow. Uh, I've been doing my juicing nice and regularly um, and uh, been getting plenty of sleep and eating really well. So uh, I think a combination of all of that and being able to do my exercises every morning this week that I started uh, to notice a bit more of an opening, shall we say, uh, in the left left hand side mm -hmm. of my periphery where before it's kind of just uh, a foggy image, shall we say, mm -hmm. or I, I just had an awareness there. This time I was able to kind of identify the object okay um, and what that was so it's not necessarily seeing it as clearly as people might be assuming but it's it's certainly um, an improvement and in particular 
I noticed that walking through uh, door frames mm -hmm. was different because now I had a sense of both uh, vertical uh, bits of wood mm -hmm. there as the mm -hmm. side of the door as it was going up. And I noticed that I didn't quite know what to do with that information on my left hand side. And I didn't, I, I almost had to adjust my posture and how I walked through oh, the door. Yeah. Um, because normally either I'm using my central vision Scan around. to uh, evaluate or I'm just looking, using my right periphery, gauging oh. where my right shoulder should be on that right door frame. Right. And then walking through. Well, and that might actually, that just that habit of always using your right could, as you know, sort of uh, atrophy your experience uh -huh. on the left, you know? Yeah, well, I also felt as I was walking down the street uh, straight afterwards that I had this sense of uh, trees and lampposts and everything moving down the left-hand side. And I was adjusting my uh, posture and, and I was also walking a little bit uneasy. It was almost like there was an, kind of an unknown there yeah. down on the left-hand side and, and receiving information that I wasn't used to seeing. Yeah, almost like there's a car coming from that yeah, direction or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really, my brain didn't really quite know what to do with it. So I, I stayed uh, firm and tried to keep my posture. I kind of felt that I was also kind of leaning, leaning in with my right shoulder and in my right eye as I walked and that, I guess that kind of, uh, makes sense yeah, it does. Um, that I would sort of be bracing myself in that situation. Uh, so anyway, this was only a couple of days ago. So I'm looking forward to, mm. to playing with that a little bit more, uh, throughout this week and, and discovering it a bit, but, uh, yeah, really, really pleased about that. And then I guess the only other thing is uh, me being me, uh, taking up yoga, uh, right. this last week, um, which has been going well, I've been trying hard to not push myself too much. And right. Take it easy because we know plenty of people that start yoga and then pick yeah. up injuries. As I they... did that did that many years ago. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> trying to push push ourselves too much. Yeah, which I nearly did yesterday, and uh, going to try and avoid that in the future. But they're doing a thirty day yoga challenge. Okay, <laughs> uh, where you do yoga for thirty days oh, straight. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, you don't have to do a, a, a down dog with a 300 pound man on your back or for, something like that for, for 30 days straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be difficult. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, today's the last day to sign up. Um, ah. So I think I'm going to go for it. All right. I'm going to give it a shot. Well, um, wait a minute. You have to go to this place for 30 days? Yeah. You have to sh oh, that's how they prove that you do it. Ah, yeah. Very good. Very good. So uh, on the plus side, I get a free T-shirt. All right. It's not even free. I have to pay $50 <laughs> for it, but I do get a t-shirt. Not that I need one. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, so I think my really, goodness. I'm going to give that a good uh, shot. In, uh, 30 days. All right. And uh, I, I said I would take it easy um, and not push myself too much. Yeah, right. Only every, only yoga every day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're, we'll see. I'm sure I won't be doing it anytime well, soon. Well, you can always just show up and do the corpse pose every day, right? Just lay <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. That will be pushing yeah, they, it. They do say that you can go at your own pace. So, yeah, uh, just do the corpse pose all yeah. the time. Or maybe I could just sit in the reception area. <laughs> no, I think you have to do some yoga. <laughs> but I think the corpse pose has got to be the easiest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could just go there and do my eye exercises in the corpse. <laughs> just be waving my hands to the side there i'm sure everyone would love that oh yeah good. yeah okay great well i think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week and the topic of the week this week is is your food killing you so now this came uh, last week do you want to 
fill our audience in a little yeah, bit more about what so last, last week. Uh, so last week on our podcast, we were uh, commenting on the news story about horse meat being found in uh, Britain's fast food, I suppose, uh-huh. and some of Europe too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but mainly it was in uh, Taco Bell's in mm-hmm. uh, Britain and Ikea's in Britain too, right? Yeah, and uh, sort of microwavable meals. Right. So we were commenting then about uh, what, how do we really know what's in our meat? Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, I guess what happens to us a lot is once we get into one topic, it sort of blossoms into something else. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll say that the news, which is nice because you don't really tend to see this uh, in the States, um, but that they've now picked up on this whole meat issue oh, okay. um, that maybe, you know, meat isn't as good for us um, as what is... I was going to say being forced down our throats. Um, <laughs> that, you know, we, we have all these guidelines and, and such that yeah. you should eat X amount of meat right. every day. Um, and I guess what we, part of the point of last week is that maybe the quality of it isn't as good right. as we, what we think it is. Right. And we were encouraged people to do organic meats mm-hmm. and eat less of it. So now this week uh, on the BBC, and if you want to check out this article, then you could head over to our Facebook fan page. And indeed, the last week's previous article was about uh, the... Uh, Ikea meatballs and um, and the horse meat and then you could also find that just look for uh, Envision Self-Healing in Facebook and you'll find our page there. So uh, this article is entitled Process Meat Early Death Link. So um, so basically they've done a study and I'll read a little bit out here. Uh, it says sausages, ham, bacon and other processed meats appear to increase the risk of dying young a study of half a million people across Europe suggests. It concluded diets high in processed meats were linked to cardiovascular diseases, cancer, and early deaths. The researchers writing on the journal of BMC Medicine said salt and chemicals used to preserve the meat may damage health. So I guess this kind of ties in a little bit with what we were talking about Mm -hmm. of um, how do we know what's in our food. Right. And yeah. The classic example are hot dogs and or what do you call them in, in England then? Sausages. Sausages. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we still have had this debate for a while. We st- I guess if we put a sausage in a bun. Oh gosh. That's it's right. A, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Yeah. But not, but not um, wiener dogs. Would you, well, then that's a hot dog. A wiener dog is actually a dog. Right. A wiener is a we're not oh wow well, whatever. So, so now, so it's not just horse meat. We've also got dog meat as well. We? Right, right, right. <laughs> Maybe that's where that came from. Yeah, we don't want to go down that no, road. No, no, no. Um, so just this idea then of the fact that people were eating horse meat and they they had no idea of it, uh, and then to top it all off, they said that you know that this is meat that is over one percent horse meat. So it means that anything under one percent isn't being reported. Right. It's, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and we're not necessarily saying that, that horse meat is bad. I've, I've not eaten it uh, myself, but it's the point that we don't necessarily know what's there. So now, uh, luckily, um, the, the medical journals and, and research is finally coming through, because if you think about it, all these chemicals and all this processed food, it's not really been around that long. No, no. Maybe 50 years or so. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, this this research, I'm not too sure when it started, but half a million uh, people, yeah, I've been a bit more than that. Yeah, um, you know, studying this over a length of time, so finding that things like chemicals that they're putting in food in order for it to be preserved is um, 
could also be you know linking to cancer and, and early death and cardiovascular disease. Right, right. No, it ties in very well. Well, and the reason I brought up the hot dog thing is that's a classic thing for someone to say, you know, to say pick up the hot dog and say, what the heck's in this thing? Because we don't really know what's in hot dogs. So, yeah. um, anyway, so yeah, the the processed foods. Oh, and then so when, while you're picking up this week that article from the mm-hmm. BBC. I simultaneously, we weren't talking to each other about this, was listening to a radio show uh, yesterday morning uh, in the local public radio station. Mm -hmm. And they were going through um, some research done by what's what's called the Buck Institute out here in Marin County, north of San Francisco. Uh, This woman, Marion Buck, left tons of money to this county, uh, even though it's a very wealthy county. And they've they've done really creative stuff with the money she she left to them. Anyway, this Buck Institute is doing all this research on longevity, and they just finished some research with fruit flies, where and fruit flies have a very short lifespan, so they can feed them something, see how long they live, and, and the research happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were feeding these fruit flies one diet of higher protein diet and one diet with lower protein diet, and it was very obvious that the that the fruit flies that ate the lower protein diet lived longer Hmm. so they're really starting to and they're expanding this into primate studies and things like that Hmm. but it's they're very um certain already that um lower protein diets they even said this was sort of fascinating too it was like by eating less even your body goes into a semi-hibernation kind of mode Hmm. and that might actually extend it kind of like you're a bear hibernating you know, your body just slows down its, uh, okay. its aging process. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating, too. But this so ties in with the Gerson training I did about cancer and how the less protein we eat, the, the less mm-hmm. uh, prone we are to cancer. I think they, they so, did say in this study that, um, that the, the English government right. originally recommends 70 grams of protein mm-hmm. a day, which is which sounds like isn't that much, only maybe like two sausages and a bit of bacon. What this study is recommending is 20. Wow, good. Um, 20 grams of protein. Um, but that's uh, protein. And what they're suggesting at the end of the article, those of you uh, that head over to the fan page and read it, is uh, at the end that try and get protein from different sources, uh-huh. uh, not just from uh, red meat, uh, which is also, you know, can be high for cholesterol, high in saturated fat, um, but also... You know, get it from things like lentils, um, you know, quinoa, quinoa, you know, whatever yeah, it yeah. is. That, quinoa. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's different people pronounce it differently. Yeah. Um, and, and beans and, and things like that. So it's amazing because that's nice that they're actually acknowledging mm-hmm. um, that you can get protein from other sources. It, just, it seems so funny because people like Gearson have been saying this for 90 right. years. Right. Um, and it's, I just find it very interesting that that within the last month or so they're really starting to pick it up and and maybe maybe it's more that the media is picking it up maybe just because this is good news i i don't know yeah but it certainly um is coming more into the mainstream media and and it's starting to become more acknowledged now that you know animals that are that have been treated with drugs and um, food that is then got chemicals to preserve it and and things like that. I, I remember when I was in uh, living in Kenya, and uh, you would, would see them selling the meat in the windows, uh-huh. right? And it's sort of just hanging there, and, and some sort of you know, some flies and stuff. And I thought, 
you know, coming being from from the, <laughs> it's not the a West, little package, that I am. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's 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 not covered. And I thought, well, you know, that's that's a little bit. And I mentioned to my Kenyan friend, and he said, well, this is this is all fresh. Like this is daily oh, okay. meat. He's like, and you can tell the difference in the color if oh, if you right. come back tomorrow, you'll notice which meat is fresh from that day. Right. If you think about how old the meat is that we eat by the time we get it in right. the store. Um, it's kind of scary, the idea of it just sitting there. Well, they do use dyes, too, to keep it red, too. So, yeah, I, heard that. I think there was a supermarket that they found that the juice that they were putting in with the meat yeah. was dyed colored yeah. liquid. It wasn't, it wasn't blood at all. Oh, right. And this reminds me, too, of another story I heard about um, uh, uh, fake steaks, essentially, <laughs> where they're taking uh, meat remains from the butchering process Oof. that... They wouldn't use normally, or their or lesser quality, and they're gluing them together with pig's blood, <laughs> and creating a very nice looking fake steak. So uh-huh. you really don't know that yeah. nice packaging. And you were saying that they even showed it with top chefs. Yes, they, they took a chef and put one a real steak and this fake steak, mm-hmm. and um, Frank Frankenstein steak. <laughs> <laughs> and the chef couldn't tell the difference in looking oh. at them. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess um, this sort of just fits in nicely, really. It links in with, with, yeah. with last week that we're, we're sort of uh, urging people uh, to try and think a little bit more organic, think a little bit more local. You can actually talk uh, to your farmers or your supplier and find out what, um, you know, are the animals being treated with any sort of chemicals or how old is the meat when you're getting it? Right. I mean, we're very lucky in here in San Francisco. We've got plenty of farmers market and they kind of bring their little um little cooler box exactly yeah meat, and um, you can ask them directly mm-hmm. you know what are they fed on do they treat them with anything right and that's so fresh you know they don't need to preserve it right with anything um so what we were recommended last week is which is kind of what this article is is pointing to is that instead of you know people say they can't afford um the more expensive meat so what we're suggesting is to not completely cut out meat out of your diet, but limit it. And what you do spend your money on, make sure it is the nicer right. meat that you're yeah. spending it on. Yeah. So yeah, um, just get away from some of that processing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Including, it, including the hot dogs. And, <laughs> although we both love our hot dogs, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, uh, it does say um, in the article that, you know, sort of meat that hasn't been processed is... Well, and there are organic hot dogs out there. Now I think yeah. about it for the Super Bowl, I served okay. organic hot dogs. So. <laughs> that's why they. That's why the 49ers lost the world. That's too, true. So, oh my God. It was, it was all my hot dog <laughs> problem, yeah. Okay, great. Well, I think it's a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week comes from YouTube. And it's someone who's trying out our conversion uh, eye exercises. They they are working as a graphic artist on a computer. Nobody does it without a computer anymore. <laughs> and I used to be in this profession, so I understand where he's coming from. Um, and he's working on the computer all day long and was having convergence issues already before he started doing the exercise. And then he started doing the convergence exercise, and it created even more strain. Hmm. So... So he he was kind of wondering, uh, 
I guess, what should he do? What he should he do? Yeah, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. My guess is he just saw the video on YouTube and hasn't fully looked into the website is my guess. Because mm-hmm. if he went through our, I guess the simple answer would be go to our website, go through the convergence, I mean, the uh, uh, Presbyopia program, uh-huh. and that would t- take care of his convergence issues. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming then he was doing it for Presbyopia and not to try and strengthen. I don't know whether, thinking about it now, um, that he noticed that after an extended period of time, he was losing the ability to focus. Ah. So he was doing the conversions exercises in the theory, and it's a good ah, theory, okay. that it would strengthen... The convergence muscles. Yeah, his ability to converge. So I guess a, a simple answer is that uh, it's because he's overusing those muscles he's right. straining those convergence muscles right straining his eyes bringing fatigue there computer vision syndrome yeah um and then trying to work it even more more yeah in order to strengthen it right and all of our programs have on the website or well, all of our programs everywhere have palming as they all have mm-hmm. palming which is a basic uh, relaxation exercise and what he's doing here is taking only the strengthening part of the programs and ignoring the relaxation part mm-hmm. in reality maybe he never saw any of our programs as i say he just saw the video mm-hmm. so um yeah you can't just work those muscles it's sort of the the sort of john wayne approach to um yeah. to eye exercises you have to incorporate the 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 relaxation and the balancing and things like that yeah i guess it would be the same as um let's say somebody uh is holding uh, their job is to hold a weight all day. <laughs> it's yeah. a horrible job. <laughs> I'm sure someone has to do it. Yeah. Um, if that is your job, no offense. You know, I'm yeah. sure it's it's great. Um, so you uh, imagine that you hold a weight all day um, for for twelve, fifteen hours. Right. And then to rest that, you start doing bicep, bicep curls. curls. Oh, that's so annoying, isn't it? <laughs> um, then obviously, you know, you can kind of see how that. Well, there's some logic to that. You go, wow, I need to be stronger in my bicep to do my job. And you're just yeah. doing this and you're ignoring, ah, maybe I need to relax mm-hmm. the, the arm. Yeah. So I guess that the problem isn't necessarily that it's weak. I mean, over time, it, it does get weaker, but more through that use of just overuse and not strengthening. But really, what you want to be doing is preventing that strain in the first place. Right. Um, and may, allow the muscle to maintain its own strength, its own strength, and then outside visual fatigue, do the convergence exercise right. to strengthen the muscles so that uh, you can work. But when we recommend computer use, we talk about taking regular breaks right. so that you never allow it to get to that point of fatigue in the first place. So certainly, what we would be recommending, just like what Richard said, there would be some uh, more palming. Right. Um, some distance looking, bit of sunning. The good thing about distance looking, if he's training his eyes in all day long, distance looking, they're going to be out. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there is, and in fact, somebody made a comment on our convergence uh, video uh, oh, this right. week or last week. Can you do divergence? Right. And I'm really glad they made that call. We don't really we don't talk about that much um, yeah. as much, and I'm sure we we get round to that a bit more in the future. Yeah. Um, but divergence is that is looking out. out. It's kind of the opposite of, yeah. of looking in. So. Maybe you could take those uh, presbyopia charts that you can get on our website at envisionselfhealing.com and just um, start doing divergence instead of 
right. convergence, but right. distance looking is, is pretty much... It's pretty, it's, and he's working on the computer thing. close yeah. anyway, so it solves mm -hmm. many issues by doing the distance looking. So. so this individual is certainly right to think that they need to strengthen those muscles there, uh, long hours at the computer. I mean, anything in our, our modern day life, uh, we talk more about this, obviously, in the ebook, is that we're fatiguing those muscles from that use. So um, good instincts there. Yeah. To, to want to strengthen it, but it's just the context that you do it in and you want to make sure that your eyes are fully rested when you do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad this person contacted us because they were feeling strain when they were doing it. And there's nothing worse than people kind of just push through that. Right. Um, they don't ask the questions. That's why we set up the, the coaching course so people can ask these sort of questions to mm -hmm. us. Um, instead of just pushing through and hoping that you come out the other side, uh, is to be aware of why are you feeling any sort of strain or tension? It's the same with all exercises. Um, if it's not feeling as good as it should be, uh, then you know think about what it is that you're doing in the situation that you're doing it in. Yeah, I mean, it I mean, it makes me want to jump in there and you know like take on the case and try and figure it out because I was just <laughs> thinking if he did some eye rotations too, then he's using all the muscles, uh -huh. balancing it out a little more. Mm -hmm. As you said, doing divergence. Um, there's a lot of possibilities, but it would almost take working with him and seeing what his job situation is. Yeah. But which we can't completely do, obviously. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. One, yeah. one day they're invent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some Virtual with jump through his computer screen. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you find if you want to find out a little bit more information on eye exercises and indeed vision improvement in general, then head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com. You'll find plenty of eye exercise programs there and exercises to get more information. You can also check out more of our blogs or podcasts by heading to the blog section there on our website. Uh, or indeed, if you're listening to this on iTunes, then you could click the uh, subscribe button or if you're watching this on YouTube uh, then you can subscribe to us there. You could also uh, show us uh, a little bit of love by clicking uh, like on uh, on any of our material that it's you see like, here. It's like, not love. <laughs> you, you can show us some love. Oh, okay, all right, all right, right. Like. all right. It's two, uh, two similar words there. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, conflicting. Yeah. Uh, or you could show us some like by giving us a There you go. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not the right way around. And uh, you can also follow both Richard and I on Twitter. Uh, we, we regularly update uh, ourselves uh, there. Um, just, uh, just look us up on our website and you'll see the address. And uh, don't forget, as always, uh, the free ebook, A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight, where you can just uh, head over to the website and you'll see exactly how uh, you can get your hands on that book. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.